This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joe, um, first things first, Mike and I are convinced, and we saw enough of him here with the Georgia Bulldogs, that Jalen Carter is the best player in the draft, okay? Non-quarterback. But with that said, you know, he's probably going to go to the combine, show out. He's one of 12 dogs that have been invited. And and I want to start there because we are in need, the Atlanta Falcons, of a defensive lineman. Certainly it would be nice to enhance our D-line. But talk to me about what you think about the defensive lineman we're going to see at the combine and what are we going to see? Yes, yeah, so Jalen Carter uh, actually said he's not going to be testing this week at the combine, which for his case, he's the de facto top defensive player in the draft, as he said, and there's an argument between him and Will Anderson. And for me, it's a 1A, 1B between those two guys on who the best non-quarterback is and just best prospect overall in this class. So, he doesn't really have much to prove. The other guys, though, there's a lot of really great defensive tackles and edge rushers that will be participating at the Combine that I think could really benefit from strong testing numbers that could boost their stocks. And some of those players to pay attention to, uh, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, who's a very tall, long, strong uh, defensive end. Miles Murphy from Clemson, I think is the name to pay attention to. And then Will McDonald from Iowa State is a potential a big riser this week who had a really good senior bowl. And then along the defensive line, a defensive tackle, uh, key guys that I think are going to be really good athletes. One, Brian Brzee was one of the top recruits in his class. He's a freakish athlete at six foot five, 300 and so pounds. Strong, strong, big kid with a lot of power. One who I think, though, a little bit of an underrated name that I think is not getting enough buzz right now is Kalijah Cansey, the defensive tackle from Pitt, who's very undersized. He's six foot 280. I'm curious to see how he measures in, but he is really strong. I want to see what he reps out at the bench. I want to see what 40 time he runs, what his uh, short area quickness is, because he's very agile. He's very fast. He is such a menace along the defensive line because he's so low to the ground. So if he tests well, if he puts up some silly numbers uh, during the week, I think he could be a big, big riser. It's funny you mentioned Joe, uh, Joe because we had Chuck Smith on earlier, and that's one of the guys he really likes for all the things that you just talked about. And Chuck does a lot of work with uh, training guys getting ready for the combine as well. Joe DeLeon is with us, guys, talking about it. The corners. We need a lot of stuff here, and we don't know how we're going to address it through free agency. Who are the best corners, and who would be a top 10 corner? Yeah, right now, actually, in this class, I don't really see a top 10 corner, and I actually believe that there's more value in the back end of the first round amongst a, a group of guys that are all – very closely packed together. I think at the end of the first round, middle of the first round, we'll start seeing some come off the board around pick 15, possibly earlier, but realistically, I think around pick 15, some teams might think, let's wait. Let's see how, how uh, late this run might start on corners. Um, and I have most of them graded as early second round picks. Some of those guys to pay attention to this week that are athletic freaks are Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, taller, longer corners. Stevie Ringo might blow things up at the combine because of how fast and explosive he is. 
he's a pretty large corner just in terms of weight. I think he was like 215. Let's see how much he uh, weighs in at this week. But he's somebody who might run in the low four threes. He is a very rangy, fast athlete. Uh, and then another name that I'm also very intrigued by, Clark Phillips the third from Utah, who on the smaller side, he's going to be closer to 5'10", 5'11". Not going to have the longest arms, but he still has the production. He still has the uh, the man coverage skills to be a really high-quality player at the next level. It gives me some Tredavious White vibes. Mm. So I think that he's something to pay attention to as well. As well. In addition to that, uh, Devon Witherspoon from Illinois, who's another first-round corner that's been brought up in this discussion. All right, I want to talk quarterbacks for a second. I think the most interesting guy in this draft could be Anthony Richardson. From a size standpoint, 6'4", 232, He's got the build. He's got an unbelievable arm. He did not put up the the numbers that a lot of people would expect at Florida. That doesn't scare me, though. I want to know your evaluation on Anthony Richardson. And then let's talk quarterbacks. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Who goes first? Is it Stroud or Young? So Anthony Richardson has been the hot-button name so far over the past couple of weeks, and it's totally justified. Those who were on him early know how talented he is, and he's just got so many tools to work with. I believe with him testing this week and actually doing all of the testing drills, assuming he does all of them, it seems like there's an indication that he will. He might have one of the best combine performances ever for a quarterback. He is that good of an athlete. He might run uh, something crazy in the 4.4s or 4.5s for his, his 40 time, and then he might just kill every other uh, testing drill. But Anthony Richardson, while I'm a big fan of his, if we look past the fact that he, he's a raw athlete and acknowledge that he's just inexperienced and he needs a little time to get comfortable with the game, if we can get more of those flashes that he put on, a, on tape, he's got the potential to be a top-10 quarterback in the NFL, maybe even higher. But that's a big if right now. He needs to be in a situation where he can be nurtured, uh, where he can maybe spend a year sitting and learning. And I know that that is brought up as a cliche often, but I think that Anthony Richardson fits that fully where you give him a little time, let him figure it out. He's a, he's a gamer. He's a guy who can make big, splashy plays, got great pocket awareness, uh, just very easy arm to make some really difficult throws in tight windows. If you can tap into that, the ceiling is so high. But for the other two guys that you brought up with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, I have Bryce Young slightly higher, and he's not going to be testing this week. Um the deal with him is that because he's so short at like 5'10", it kind of gets hard to buy into a guy like that. But the reason why I like Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud is the decisiveness, is the decision-making, is the athleticism, the pocket uh, awareness and ability to just not allow that pressure to get to him. Very even-keel personality. I, I don't see a guy who gets too high or too low, but just makes so many big splash plays at the position when, when Alabama needed him the most. Stroud, on the other hand, has all the physical tools you're looking for in a quarterback, but the only problem is he played in an offense that was one read, and we saw to the furthest extent that when that first read was not open, C.J. Stroud made either some mistakes or he held the ball too long, and he needs to show that he can improve off of that. It's not something that he's going to really be able to show outside of his tape, uh, but I think there might be a bit of a concern that might push him back slightly behind Bryce Young because of that. I know that running backs, they are sort of been devalued over the years, but the kid out of Texas, I know Carl's talked about him a million times. He's John Robinson. And where is he going to go? How high up is he going to be selected? Yeah, I think that all depends on how high, as you said, some of these teams value the running back position. And the way that I look at it now, 
more than ever. It's not like even it was just as recently as when Leonard Fournette, I think about how when he was selected as high as he was or Saquon and Barkley selected how, how high as they were, where they thought that was the, a piece that was going to fix a offense that had so many holes. But instead, I think a lot of teams look at it where if their roster is more complete, you throw in a guy like B. John Robinson into the mix and they go from being a great offense to an elite one. And I look at the first teams that, that have more well-rounded offenses. And the first one that comes to mind is the Philadelphia Eagles, which are picking in that 10 spot. I think that's the earliest realistic selection spot for him of where he can go. And there's a possibility that Miles Sanders might not be back this year and he might end up hitting free agency. So imagine putting Bijan into that rushing attack, pairing him with Jalen Hurts. That could be very dangerous. Oof. But on the flip side of things, he could end up somewhere in the middle of the, uh, the middle of the first round or the end of the first round. I would be shocked if he fell out of the first round. Uh, because of what he brings to the table physically. Wide receivers, I don't want to draft one early, but we might need to draft one. We still, I think, need a burner here. We drafted Drake London last year, obviously pitches back. What does this wide receiver group look like? Yeah, good thing for the Falcons is that they're not going to get baited <laughs> potentially by a, a first-round high draftable receiver this year. I, there's no alpha in the group. There's a lot of Really good players that I think are more suited to be secondary, third options on a lot of rosters. And good thing for the Falcons even more, as you just said, they need speed. They need someone a little more compact. They've got all these, these big hulking presences uh, across, their, uh, across their receiver room with, with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. They need someone who's a little smaller. And there's a lot of those options, I think, at the back end of the first round if they wanted to trade back in or at the top of the second that I think some guys are going to slide into. And some of those guys to pay attention to that fit that are Josh Downs from North Carolina, Zay Flowers from Boston College, or Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. You could also even include in there Parker, Parker Washington from Penn State. Some really good, smaller, speedier, deep threats that can be very, very dangerous uh, at the next level. All right, we don't know what we're going to do in free agency, which will obviously dictate a lot as we're talking with uh, Joe DeLeon, breaking it down at the Combine. But if we did go tackle, because we may or may not stick with our right tackle, Caleb McGarry, I've read a lot about Northwesterns, uh, Peter Skoronsky. Some guys say the arms are like T-Rex arms, so he's got to sw- uh, slide to guard. Who is the, who's the highest, in your guesstimation, highest picked or is going to be the highest picked tackle? Yeah, I believe it is going to be Skoronsky because he's the more – well-rounded and ready to play offensive linemen right now. And I used to subscribe to that notion that you couldn't take a guy unless they fit the certain physical thresholds. But the way that I look at it, if Rashawn Slater can be as successful as he was, who was Skaronsky's teammate, I'm not that worried about Skaronsky. And look, at the very least, say he does have those issues with length, and sometimes it does show up on film where guys do beat him that are longer than him. Uh, if that does end up happening, at the very least, he's going to be an elite-level guard. He has that in him. He has the demeanor. He's got the mentality uh, and the leg drive to be a really good guard if things don't work out at tackle. But Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State is more of a true tackle physically in terms of his size profile. Very good athlete. Moves really well. But he's a little new to the position because he started out at the inside. He started at left guard, and then they bumped him out to – the left tackle and you can see that he's still getting used to having all that space around him and working with space I think if they're looking for a right tackle Darnell Wright from Tennessee uh, is a really nice pick for them who if they wanted to trade back into the back end of the first round or top of the second if he's still on the board he played right tackle uh, in his time at Tennessee 
and he is just such a consistent player. Uh, I love his mentality. He is a mean, mean dude. He is always trying to kill guys. He's got great, big, broad shoulders and just uh, brings a, just a very easy presence to the position where he's just so wide and he's so hard to get around, uh, which is what you're kind of looking for in your right tackle. So Darnell Washington from Tennessee is a name that I think is worth considering. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 